All right, everybody. Welcome back to Apex Mind. Adam McDaniel here with you for another episode. For those that are new to us, this show is working to break down the silos that plague the training, talent development, and even the education spaces. Our goal is really to eliminate all terrible, boring, and ineffective training. We want to get rid of it. We want to make it good. Um, and what we do on this show is we share um, current news, tips, actionable insights, and recently we started um, having guest interviews on that will allow you to take those lessons back to your workplace and develop your people better, help them to perform better, and really get rid of all that traditional, terrible fluff training that uh, unfortunately this industry is known for. Recently, we have started doing interviews. Um, if you've missed any of those, there's a, a couple of them in the catalog already. We have many more to come here. The episode 23 was featuring Jason Cleats of Accountability Nation. Episode 25 was featuring Yu Kai Chow of uh, Octalysis Gamification. And episode 26 was Guy Wallace, and he was discussing his decades in uh, driving employee performance and better training. We have a number of additional interviews coming up. The way that we're going to go with the format going forward here is the Thursday episodes like this are going to be the topical episodes where uh, they'll be a little shorter in length. And even um, our topical episodes in the past would probably run around 30 or plus minutes. Uh, these I'm going to try to keep them shorter, 15 or 20 minutes, because our interviews have been running longer. The interviews have been going about 45 minutes to an hour. So I figure give, give these uh, short tip episodes to where you can get something that you could take back to the workplace and imp implement. And then when I have someone else on that we can, you know, share some stories and talk about things and you hear two voices, th those will be a little bit longer. Um, our next guest um, coming next Monday is going to be Liz Ravellis, who will be sharing her decades of insight into developing leaders. And we'll talk about, you know, effective ways to develop leaders in the business. If you do like what we're doing at Apex Mind, I usually throw this at the end, but in case anyone doesn't stick around till the very end of the episode, consider giving us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. Those kind of things help us to rise up in the ranking so more people can notice us and we can continue to grow the show. But, you know, like I said, for this episode, we are returning to that solo episode format. We'll keep it short and sweet so you can take these tips and implement them in your workplace. Um, if you'd like to give any feedback, I'm always open to hearing what you all want to um, listen to. I want to know that I'm providing value to you. I'm working on figuring out the best um, platform for some sort of forum or discussion for the listeners of the show. I haven't quite nailed that down yet. I've, I've narrowed down to a few. But until then, you can actually reach me. Um, I have a website that I put in the show notes. It's bettertraining.biz. And there's a form on there. You can actually reach me and it'll come straight to me. Let me know like what you're liking, uh, what you want to hear more of, even what you want to hear less of. Can't promise I'm going to implement every piece of feedback, but I do want to hear from you so that I can make sure I'm providing value. This episode is called Learning Quickly in an Ever-Changing World. So we're going to look at how the skill of learning effectively and efficiently is necessary today. Um, we're going to go over a brief article that references this. And then I have a very easy to use four-step model to make it very efficient for you to learn. You can share this with the people that you teach and develop as well. But mainly I'm focusing on how you can learn new skills, new technologies, anything really. 
But before we, we get into that model, I do want to look at a article from Business Insider in April that featured Microsoft's CEO, I sure hope I pronounce this correctly, Satya Nadella. We want to hear what he has to say about this subject. So in that Business Insider article, Satya talks about how um, there are two kinds of people in this world. There are know-it-alls and there are learn-it-alls. In our modern environment, and you probably see this a lot like online, maybe even in podcasts or on YouTube or on TV, we have this modern environment where there are tons of experts, authorities, and gurus on any subject imaginable. You know, it, it can sometimes be dangerous to overplay your expertise. And, you know, I think about that, that uh, old Aristotle quote, and you may hear this a lot. It's not always attributed to Aristotle, but he was the, the first person documented that said this. And it was, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And I always like that. It kind of ties to, you've probably also heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect that shows a curve of sometimes people that don't know a lot about a subject consider themselves experts. And then as they learn more, their, their confidence lowers quite a bit. And eventually, as they spend a lot more time and effort into it, that confidence grows along with that expertise. Um, but, you know, I know for me, even in areas that I consider myself knowledgeable in, the areas that we talk about on this show, I'm always willing to hear new perspectives. I'm always willing to learn. And I'm always willing to challenge things that, that I believe to be true or that my assumptions. You know, I, I gave a little bit of this background back, you know, when we did the origin of the show on, on episode zero. But I've been a little bit of a chameleon in my career. You know, in the time that I've been in the workforce, I've worked for 14 companies. A lot of that was early on when I was jumping around. I worked at six different food restaurants. I worked at five different retail stores. I've worked for a large Fortune 20 company where I was hired in, into an entry-level role and cross-trained myself into a ton of different departments. And even when I got into that formal L&D type, type space, um, I would constantly try to learn new divisions of the company so I would get hired into a trainer supporting customer service. And I taught myself tech support and I taught myself prepaid. And I went to all these different um, sides of the business so that I could diversify my experience set. Even when I went into being a like uh, instructional designer, I did that for a bit, but then I moved into a different role. I'd never really stayed in one lane for an extremely long amount of time. And I feel like that's what's helped me to be well-rounded is that I've constantly wanted to learn and adapt to those environments. Um, after that Fortune 20, I worked for a startup. Um, I've worked as a consultant for a Fortune 100 company, slightly different environment than that Fortune 20 because I was mainly supporting engineers, um, which is an area where you know I'm supporting folks that have a lot more technical knowledge than me in some areas. And now uh, as a business owner, I work with a lot of small companies in a variety of interest industries from manufacturing to um, support and service, law, a lot of different areas that I've worked with. And I find that I can always get my leg in the door if I'm willing to learn and willing to be open to new things. And I don't have to be an expert in all of these industries because I always have subject matter experts I can work with and I can learn enough to get by and provide those solutions. Let's jump into 
the four-step learning framework. So four easy steps to follow to learn just about anything. So step one, consume learning content. That's probably what a lot of us consider learning. There's a couple of stipulations here to make your consumption of that learning content effective. First off, consume from multiple sources if you can. Don't just go to one place, one expert, one you know, authority source. I like to look or learn from official and unofficial sources. And I use those in air quotes. So it's official and unofficial air quotes for those on video. If you're on audio, just imagine me giving air quotes. But you know, what whether it be an official university or school, whether it be a certification program, whether it be going to the company that produces that software to learn from them. Also, the unofficial sources that I like, I'll go to YouTube, I'll read articles or blogs or newsletters. I'll read books, I'll go to mentors, listen to podcasts. I like to get that well-rounded view because sometimes the official source has a very specific um, perspective on it and, and they're gonna you know, show you the quote unquote official way. But sometimes that, that uh, person who made the YouTube video of top five hacks of how to use Excel, they might highlight some different things than what Microsoft would have highlighted. Um, obviously, when you're, when you're doing this, the depth and the variety depends on, you know, how much detail you have to go into and, and what the subject matter is. I would say if you're learning to become a surgeon, probably go to your full schooling. You can read outside sources and so on, but you probably want to go down the official road if it's something like that. If you're learning how to, once again, do some, some uh, functions in Excel, man, this might be as quick as just Googling it and finding an article that walks you through just the functions you need. If it's something small, you can probably just consume one or two sources. You don't have to learn the whole thing. And so the, the depth and the variety of sources probably depends on exactly what you're learning. But just this first, this first step is to consume learning content. I always recommend, like we've talked about earlier, chunking out that learning into 20 or 30 minute segments. After 20 or 30 minutes, take some notes, reflect, do some journaling. That helps you retain it in long-term memory. Um, always, always have some kind of resource or notes afterwards that you can reference because you're not going to remember everything. There's a lot of different techniques you can, there, you can do there, but that first step is consuming the learning content. Step two, apply your learning as soon as possible. Um, this is something that I think a lot of people don't do well enough. They, they spend too far, uh, too much time in that learning step and they don't apply it quick enough. So if we go back to that Excel scenario, I learned how to you know, run a pivot table in Excel. I should probably get hands-on and try it immediately after I've read the steps or watched the video. Or um, you, know, you don't have to learn everything about a subject in order to implement it. Once again, as long as depending on what you're learning, there's, there's not like a high penalty for error. If you're a surgeon, maybe you should know the whole thing before you do it. If you're doing something in a system in a computer, as long as there's, there's no um, irrevocable damage, um, you know, feel free to, to mess around and try it. I could tell you that since I've started on this venture, I've had to learn multiple computer systems to run the podcast, to run the video, to, um, you know, run some of the websites and so on. I don't know everything about all of those. I've, I've learned them enough to execute on, you know, what I need to do. And then I will make it better later. Um, we've talked about this on previous episodes too, of iterating, right? Releasing something that's the minimum viable product, get it out there. And, and then make it better. You could do that with your learning too. So 
have your minimal viable product for your learning, learn just enough to, to do something, and then learn more later as you can. But just the, the big takeaway is to apply your learning because it's going to stick a lot more when you, when you get hands-on with it. You know, nobody ever learned basketball by reading a book or like, you know, listening to instruction. People learn basketball by playing basketball. And so, you know, whatever it is, try to apply it as quick as possible. Like I said, it depends on the consequences. If you're in a higher consequence for failure type environment, you're a surgeon, you're an airplane pilot, um, you know, any, anything like that where failure would be very impactful. See if there's a, a simulated environment or something that, that comes close to the real world. I've seen um, really exciting stuff with VR for surgeons where they can, you know, essentially practice like they're operating on someone, but it's in VR versus in the real world. So there's less consequences for that. Um, if you're at, at a workplace, if there's a way to use a, a, a non-real environment or uh, a simulated customer account or whatever the case is, get that hands-on. I've seen far too many trainings. And, and back when I said develop trainers, I saw far too much where people just talk the whole time and they demo it, but they don't give people hands-on. In fact, I was just on a training that um, I was setting up for those engineers that I support. I was just on a training that was about six hours split over two days. So it was two, two or three hour sessions, a lot of information, a lot of walkthroughs of screens, a lot of demonstration, absolutely no hands-on. And so I'm already anticipating that the folks that, that were on that are going to struggle when they first start using it. So I'm working on some job aids and things to help correct for that kind of lapse in the training that, that, um, that was hosted for them. If you do have lower consequences, so it's not the pilot, the, you know, surgeon or whatnot, try it in the real world, because, you know, if you fail, most things can be fixed and most people learn a lot from failure. They actually learn more from failure than they do from success. So try it as real as you can. Um, you know, when you, when you do try, you're either going to do it well, which sometimes you do things on the first time. Well, you might do it good enough to where it's done. It may not be perfect, but at least, at least you got it. Or if you fail, once again, you're going to learn. I always think of this process for, you know, when I'm, when I'm trying new things, I have an idea, I test it, I validate it. So whatever it is, you know, th think of that thing you're trying to learn, test it by trying it out and validate whether it worked or if you need to go back and try some new things. Step three. So after you've gotten some hands-on with whatever it is, you've applied that thing you're learning, try teaching it to someone else. Maybe there's someone that you work with that is also learning that thing. Maybe you're learning it together. Maybe there's someone who's, who's behind you. They're newer than you. Maybe you can just mock teach it to your significant other or your kid, depending on what it is, right? Um, but when you have to teach something to someone else, it, it challenges your understanding and it makes you put it in um, a different perspective. It makes you summarize all that stuff that you, you applied and, and put it in a palatable format. It really challenges your, your level of understanding and the better part about it is it tests where your gaps in understanding are. So if you're teaching someone else, they might have questions or lacks of uh, lack of understanding in certain areas. Um, as long as you're not trying to teach a small child, you know, nuclear physics or something, you know, really advanced for them, those gaps should help identify for you what it is that you need to go work on. Because, um, you know, after you address your, you, um, 
do that teaching to someone else, the last step here is to address your gaps. So you found out by getting that hands-on and by teaching someone else what areas of the learning you have gaps in, um, whether it be a knowledge thing or a skill thing. Now you can go back to either those same sources of information that you were at before, that teacher, that YouTube video, that book, whatever it is, or you can go find new ones that maybe more specifically address that gap and, and shore that up. So you're, you're going to more or less repeat those steps to, to shore up those areas that you weren't as good at, you weren't as comfortable with. Well, folks, that's it. Told you this is going to be a quick one, a four-step model to learn everything. Let me recap that so you can walk away with those and, and apply that when you're learning. First, consume your learning content. Second, apply your learning as soon as you possibly can. Third, teach someone else. And then fourth, address whatever gaps are in your learning. Check out the show notes for links to that article with the Microsoft CEO, as well as all the links to my socials and the website if you want to give us feedback. Um, just remember, we have new episodes launching twice a week every week. Mondays are the interviews. Thursdays will be these solo episodes. Um, we have several guests lined up. I told you our next one is Liz Ravellis with management development. Um, I have two more that, that are coming after that that are planned and a lot more that we're working on. So I do have some, some names that I think are fairly big names. Um, I know Yukai Chow was a big name and people were excited to hear him. I think I have some names that might even be bigger than that. Um, I just don't want to talk about them until we're secured and booked. If you have anyone that you'd like to hear me talk to on the show, once again, give me that feedback, go to that online forum. Let me know who they are, how I can reach them. I'm happy to have a variety of people on here, but thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'd really appreciate it. If you told two people about apex mind, someone who you, you think would benefit from the show content. Also, if you uh, like what you heard, just like I said up front, please give us that five-star rating in the review on your podcast player of choice. All right, everybody. Go and help someone to be better than they were yesterday. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.